0: Welcome to Imperfect Momming. Our children are constantly looking to us for examples. The term role model doesn't quite cut it here. We are shaping their worldview with every move we make. You see, it's not in the lectures we give or moments where we are actively attempting to teach them. It's in the micro-movements we make, the unconscious ways in which we navigate life. We are constantly teaching our children how to show up for themselves, their friends, their future partners, and even their future children. So what can we do to ensure we are raising thoughtful, compassionate, self-aware human beings? We have to become them ourselves. No one is perfect, but we can still all be better, and it starts with self-healing. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Imperfect Momming, and we have a very special guest today, Tamika Hardin. Welcome. Hello. And
1: uh, l- tell us just a little bit about you. Okay. Well, uh, I'm Tamika Hardin, I am a certified personal training, trainer and body contouring specialist. I help people get healthy. I help people change their lifestyles, especially career-minded working moms and, and women out there. I help them structure their lives as best as I can to help them fit in, exercise in, and practice in a healthier lifestyle. I'm a little bit jealous. I've never gotten super into it. <laughs> I know it's hard. It, You know, it's... I am a therapist. I am a coach. I am a trainer. I'm all these things for my clients because I do understand how hard it is.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And it takes a lot of empathy and it takes a lot of love and it takes a little bit of tough love. And I have to be all of these things at once. And all I can say is, thank God I love what I do. Right. And I consider it a gift that I share with people, I share with the world, because it is my strength, but I am well aware that it's not easy. Yeah. Yes, in a nutshell. Right. Is it something that you've always
0: enjoyed, or um, did you have to, like, talk yourself into it the the way that
1: I do (laughs) I actually, oh, excuse me. I actually discovered it as a teenager. Okay. I grew up overweight throughout my adolescence mm-hmm. and my childhood. And when I turned 16, I joined a, a health club, mm-hmm. an all-women's health club at the time. I lost 40 pounds. I fell in love. With the camaraderie and the weight loss contests and the step classes, and we would have marathons where we would battle each other, who could last the longest. I mean, all the fun that was associated with my first weight loss experience, it changed my life. I've just fell in love with that experience. And the light bulb just went off. It became something that I enjoyed. And then, very early on, which I think had a lot to do with the influence of my career path and how I really got um, heavily involved in it, is when I turned 19, the same health club where I started my journey, they hired me to run the place. Mm. So, because I experienced a life change as a teenager at the age of 16 and at the age of 19 begin to work in the industry and help other people I think it was uh the exposure was right on time and because it was so early on I just began to build on it over over the years and I truly fell in love with it and I'm just happy that I discovered it I I really am because it it really changed my life yeah
0: I I think that um the what you were talking about the camaraderie like the friendship the the competition the the community that you created is is a huge part of falling in love not to, you know the results are great yes, <laughs> um, but having that community is really something i think is super important
1: yes the the support is is so important. And I emulated that support in how I structured my business. Mm-hmm. And that I really truly feel that is one of the reasons that I've been successful over the years is because, you know, not only the service I provided was a good service and it worked, but it's the camaraderie. It was, you know, it's the sisterhood that I create and the support system that I've created for my clients, I really truly think that that has a lot to do with my success and their success at the same time. Yeah, definitely. So
0: you work with moms and moms are usually pretty busy. What's something that you do to kind of help them find the time in their schedule or, or, do they come to you saying this is super important to me I'll find the time
1: they initially all say this is super important to me I'll find the time and they're excited you know the sign up process is very different than the 3 month mark for some people is either you make it is either you make it or it breaks you type of mm-hmm. experience so most of, you know, most of the clients, most people, they want to get healthy. They want to be healthy. Yeah. But it's when they are faced with the obstacles of day-to-day responsibilities and when the freak accidents happen that you could not plan for if you tried to, those are the things that throw people off yeah. and it makes it really, really hard for them to stay focused. Yeah. Yeah. So what I do is kind of a step-by-step process. They come in, you know, they're excited. They want to sign up, they sign up. And my goal in the beginning is to just get them excited about showing up, um, explain to them the importance of the commitment and keeping my appointments unless it is a dying emergency uh, and I'm sore and I'm tired does not count as an <laughs> you know? so making them understand the importance of the appointment and not only because you're paying me for a service, but because you deserve this time. And I'm here to help you understand that no matter what's going on, no matter how hard it is for you to make this time, we're going to do this together. Mm-hmm. You deserve this time and understand that this self-care this time for you is going to make you so much better in all the areas of your life. Yeah. And I like to use the example, you know, your children at all ages, they really understand your emotions, your mm-hmm. behaviors. Yeah. your four, five-year-old, six-year-old can say, mommy, are you sad? You know, you don't look happy. They know from a very young age when we are stressed, when we're happy, when we're not happy, so I try to use that example to explain, you need this for you. And it's only going to make you a better mom to your children and a better wife to your husband and a better, you know, head of the household and the person who keeps everybody together is only going to make you better. Yeah. So I try to explain that as often as is needed. So that way they can alleviate, eliminate the guilt,
0: mm-hmm. the guilt.
1: You know, feeling guilty that I'm taking out this time for me, instead of reversing, you know how you think about it. I need this time for me so I can have more patience with my children. I need this time for me so I can feel good about me. Things like that, and just trying to help them understand that you need this, you deserve this, and this is a good thing for you. It don't make it a chore or you know something that. It has to be this responsibility that's not fun, you know? Yeah. So I really just try to work on the way they see this appointment. Yeah. And that's yeah. not that, yeah.
0: One one of my favorite movie quotes is from Legally Blonde when she says, exercise causes endorphins. Endorphins make you happy and happy people don't kill their husbands. They just don't. I love that. <laughs>
1: I absolutely love that. And, and it's true. You know, I I think I always say this when you become a mom, it's a role that you take on. It is not your full identity. You still have an identity to, you know, who you are, who you were before you became a mom and who you're going to be after. And you can still be a good parent and still have something for you, whether it is a career choice or a hobby or just the level of self-care that you practice. And I think when you help people find balance and you know, understand that we all struggle with this. You know, many of us have not mastered it. We still accidentally forget a dentist appointment and we're like, holy crap, who can take, you know, you know, we still forget stuff. We still forget to put all the snacks in a lunch box, you know, right. we, we make mistakes. We're not perfect, but it's okay. And you do the best that you can. And as long as you are, I think it's important when you show your children that this is what I do to take care of me. This is what you do to take care of you. And, you know, also one of the biggest things that I use in my household with my children is we work as a team. Mm -hmm. And I think it, I think often parents, Sometimes baby their children out of, you know, whatever reasons that they have and not realize that they they can handle a little bit more responsibilities, age appropriate, of course, responsibilities than we are placing on them. Right. And I think when you are struggling to find time for yourself and things like this, this is when you teach that teamwork. Mm -hmm. And that is a life skill that will set them up for success for long term. So what better time to practice it uh, than in the household?
0: Right.
1: Yeah. And I, I think if you look at it like that, It can help, and I I find that it helps me with my children. Even if it's okay, you take out, you know, part of the dinner. My son is seventeen; he cooks, he helps me. You know, they they do their laundry, they fold clothes. My eleven year old might take him an hour and a half, but he's gotten faster. You know, but. Just that teamwork because this is how mommy's gonna find time to work out. I can be doing a a videotape or a YouTube while you know you guys are starting dinner and I'll do the hard part, but whatever it is, because it really helps and it helps you and Ian. Yeah. The teamwork thing
0: is is really important to teach your kids too. Just, you know, we are a family unit, we're a team. Um, this is something that I actually learned from my boyfriend because my mom was very much like I'm doing everything myself. Now she tried to get me to, to help. I had a little more resistance and she never stood up to my resistance to doing Let's anything. Moms. Yeah. So moms. She, you know, it's easier to do it. I'm using air quotes for people that are listening, but it's easier to do it myself. You yes. Know? And, and I've, caught myself doing the same thing with my son, but because, you know, my boyfriend's a lot more, uh, helpful <laughs> than, um, than I expected him to be, you know, he really encourages my son to help me. And so, you know, he, my son will, I will make him something to eat, but my son's responsibility is to take the dishes back. And sure. Right now he puts away everything of his clothes that I, you know, I'll fold it all. And then he goes and puts it away and except for the hangers. Cause that's a, a little more dexterity than, than uh-huh. <laughs> but he knows it's coming. Cause he said to me the other day, he goes, man, I can't, I don't want that to be my job or I'm, I'm not looking forward to it being my job next year. He gave himself the timeline. <laughs> I was like, well, I wasn't even thinking about making you
1: do it until you said that. which is good. Absolutely. And and I like that, you know, when you said sometimes parents will say, well, I can get it done fast if I do it myself, but you don't want to have that mindset because you're really not teaching them. And it's funny because my son, you know, he's gotten so much faster, like I said, but it could take him hours to clean up something that, you know, that I give him to do. And, but you know what? I just go in and I check and I say, you got to do it like this. And you forgot this. Take your time. Because I want, he has to learn. Exactly. And, and, you yeah. know, it, it really, it, it really comes in handy. Yeah. And I think um, one of the, the biggest things for parents is juggling after school activities and, you know, sports and, and things like that for their children. Now that can get to be pretty tough. So, I try to see if there's any creative ways that they can, you know, put it all together. So for example, I'll say, okay, if it's a track practice or if it's a soccer practice. And there's, you know, it's happening outside, obviously. Maybe you can walk laps around the practice. So it's not that you are totally absent from the practice and you're not there, um, but you can use it as a time to get in some form of exercise if possible. And I don't think your child would be upset with that. You know, it's not like you're doing cartwheels across the field in the middle of practice where they would be embarrassed. (laughs) Just trying to find ways to, you know, just to multitask and fit these things in however you can.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's really good time management and, 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 um, effectively, uh, being present and also taking care of yourself at the same time. That's a really good tip. Yep. Yeah. And I
1: think it just teaches our children uh, life skills that they need to have. Right. You know, time management is very important. I mean, I, you know, I'm in New York. We're, you know, in different areas, but it's everywhere now. We are are like multitasking all the time. You have two jobs, you have a podcast that you run in the evening. You know, this is the, the American way we are hustling and bustling. And I think it's important that we teach our children that as early on as possible, because at some point in their life, they're going to get hit with it. They're going to have to manage uh, getting their book report done, get into karate twice a week and actually have an energy when they get there. Although we're taking them, they still have to perform while they're there. They still have to hand in their assignments. On time, and they still have to find time to have a social life outside of all this. So that's three jobs, you know, and they're different than our jobs, but it's a lot. So I think the earlier we teach them that, the better, and it helps the entire family unit.
0: And they're watching what we do more than they're listening to what we say. And so if we're telling them, you got to practice self-care, you got to practice self-care, you got to take care of yourself, but they see you like super stressed, pulling your hair out, like running around like a chicken with their head cut off, you know, you're not, you're not, they're going to do what you're doing more than they're going to listen to what you're saying. It's just, that's human nature. They don't have the example of a well-oiled machine. And so they're not going to be a well-oiled machine in their own life. So think about what you want. For your children and then do that for yourself. And it'll be much easier than, you know, trying to lecture them and get them to do what you say.
1: Yep, absolutely. And one of the things I always say when especially, you know, I grew up overweight. And I didn't like it because I didn't like the comments and I didn't like when someone asked me, "Or oh, are you still eating? You know, you're going back for more. Those were the things that I hated. You know, as a child, you like, you know, you, you can't really speak up for yourself. And I always say to parents, you know, if they come to me for advice and they have a child that's overweight, I always say, I'm sorry to say, but you have to change your lifestyle as well. And it's because they are watching and children, they don't usually prepare food for themselves. They usually don't food shop for themselves. So they only know what they're exposed to. And if you want them to make the change, you have to also make the change. And most parents do not take on that task in that way. It's more lecturing to the child, Don't eat this, don't eat that, only eat what I pack you for lunch (laughs) and don't go for seconds from from somewhere else. But, and that's it. It's not, okay, you know what? We're all gonna make the changes in the household together. You know what? I'm gonna go for walks with you. It's usually not that approach. And it, you know, it's, 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 we have to change the way we tackle, you know, childhood obesity. And it's important when you lead by example, like you said, show more and less, you know, talking at them. And that, you know, I I wish that I had that. Um, But I think the fact that I didn't have that growing up, it made me more resilient. And it made me determined to do something about it the moment that I was able to. And that's how I got into fitness as a teenager.
0: Yeah, we're having sort of the opposite struggle, but not totally opposite my my son wants to gain eight pounds before the summer's over because he's currently 52 pounds and he's tall enough for this ride uh, at the water park but he's not heavy enough and it's one of the I mean this kid has no fear it this thing drops straight (laughs) down I'm like you could not pay me to go in this thing but that's cool um have at it but Aww. he has to gain eight more pounds. And so the first opportunity he had the next day, he ate his cereal and he ate every single thing in the bowl, drank the milk, all of it. And he goes, mom, I feel like I'm going to puke. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what we need to do is we need to focus on healthy,
1: yes, not
0: overeating, because this is going to start some really bad habits for you. And you start working on like your body needs more than just pizza, which is yes. what he wants to eat now, mostly cereal and pizza. It's like, you need to have a variety. He eats, but he does eat fruits and vegetables too. Um That, and he likes them, but you know, we've got to get some different foods in you. So you get different vitamins so that you can grow your bones and you can, you know, put on some muscle And let's do it in a healthy way. So he's got an eight eight pound weight and he's like, I'm going to do it like this so that I don't get one arm
1: stronger than the other arm. It's so cute. I love it. I love it. But at least, you know, he's, he's trying and he's trying to figure it out and it's good because you're there to coach him. So it's a good thing. Yeah. So uh, I know you mentioned when we spoke that you were getting, you were like, you were active a little more and you were like working on that. So that's a good thing also.
0: Yep. And we, we have done what you said, which is like, let's get the family together to, to do it. And one of my friends, um, you know, told me stop thinking of it as losing weight. Think of it as like, get your sexy back or something else. And that was really inspiring to me. And so that actually has helped, you know, propel. So I've, I've lost a few pounds, I think since we've talked.
1: Um,
0: and you know, it's, it's funny because we spent probably six hours at the water park on Saturday and it's taken two days to recover. (laughs) Like my legs still hurt. My feet still hurt from just all that walking. And it didn't used to be that way where I used to be able to go to sleep and the next day I would wake up and everything was fine. And I'm like, I'm getting
1: old, but, (laughs) but yeah. But it's just a reminder to keep at it because you do have the ability to slow the clock down a little bit. So I always tell people through your self-care and, you know, your lifestyle choices, you can slow the aging clock down just a bit. So as long as you just keep working at it, and I like that concept of getting your sexy back, and you know, just doing it for to, to make you feel good and things, you know, of that, be, because it's often it's like I have clients to their boyfriend or husband to say, oh, I love you just how you are, mm-hmm. and I always say to them, I said, but you're doing this for you. I said it's nice that they love you just how you are, but you want to be happy with the way you look and the way your clothes fit. And you you also want to be healthy. So you have to do it for whatever reason that is important to you. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, when clients come to me, I have to really try to help uncover what that reason is
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and try to keep that reason as important as possible. Because that reason could be there, but then it's like, yeah, you know what? he already loves me like this and I don't look that bad. So, you know, so I have to find the reason and keep that reason important because it gets tough. It it really does. And I just try to be their cheerleader, you know, to get the, wheel them back in. And I have to give so many pep talks (laughs) and I have to make them feel, it's okay, you messed up. You Mm -hmm. messed up for three days, seven days but it does not take away all the effort you just put in for the last four months, you know? So just dust it off, hit reset button and, and and give it another shot. The emotional piece is so important. How it makes one feel when they mess up, it's like devastation. It's like they forget about all the good that they've done from this time that they started and they just get stuck on the mistakes that they've made And I have to just wheel them back in. And then one of my clients, she said to me, She says, I started using positive reinforcement at home with my daughter. She said, because you use it all the time with me. (laughs) And she's always say good job. And you know, you're doing great. And she's like, I could look crazy doing this exercise. And you still find a way to say good job. And it's funny she said that, but that's what I do the entire hour. But I do it, you know, honestly, I'm not lying but I know how delicate of a a situation it it can be just starting and feeling confident about what you're doing. Everybody feels silly their first day in the gym and they overthink every movement, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm just like, it's not as hard as you think you're doing it right. I said, if you were doing it wrong, I would stop you. So just really helping to hold their hand uh, and, and just make it an easy transition. And I'm glad that I am empathetic and I still can understand what it's like to start day one because um, a lot of trainers, we forget. Mm-hmm. I have made that mistake many times in my career. And there's always someone or one client or something that just wills me back in. And I, I think when I became a mom, that helped wheel me back in because that's when I really realized that Okay, this this is tough. Because you you have to make time for you and and your children. And and the hardest part for me, which a lot of my clients also experience it, is trying to eat healthy all the time when your kids want pizza Mm. and being able to make things for them and not eat a piece. Mm. Because it's not your time for a treat. It's not. Happy treat time for you. It's you know, so that takes a lot of discipline. So I tell clients I said, listen, try to get the house on board as much as you can. If they really want ice cream or something, try to make it that you have to go out and take them to buy it instead of having you know gallons of it in the house where everybody can just free fall all while you're watching a movie. Uh, because then you can't, you can only cheat once. You went out and you got a large from Cold Stones or whatever, and it's over. Yeah. So I try to tell them, try to get the whole house on board in any way that you can. If your son loves Oreos and you only like oatmeal cookies, then don't buy oatmeal cookies. Buy what he likes, you know, and just find a little ways to make it work. Because it's also hard when you need to eat quinoa and brown rice and this and that. And your kids don't want to eat that every day. So it's tough. I get it. It's tough. And the good thing is, I still understand that. Right. So, you've given a couple of
0: really good nuggets for um, shifting just little things. Is there one p- more piece of advice that you want to give to moms?
1: Oh, it's okay to make mistakes, yeah. it's okay to not have it all figured out, it's okay to be still holding on to your mom little belly and your child is seven it's never too late to start just try to start even if it's with the littlest things such as walking you know when you the weather is nice now taking your children out for a walk or when they're at the park trying to do a little youtube workout clip video or something or even if it's just walking every little bit counts so it's never too late to start and every little bit counts. So start there. Yeah, love it. Is
0: there a, a book, personal development, or parenting, or exercise specifically that's been really um, impactful for you? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> and I think I'm throwing
1: this at you. <laughs> throwing this yeah, at you that's, without that's, that really a good, that's a really good question. Well, for me, my undergrad is in psychology, minor in social work. So I am pretty well versed when it comes to, you know, having your own identity and how important self-care is and why we need it. So because of that and my life coaching experience and things like that, it's more, it it honestly came more from my education Mm -hmm. and my job. (laughs) So, you know, that's really where I've been able to pull it all from and just in guiding me. And my children are adopted, we are a blended family. Uh-huh. So before I adopted my children, I was a foster parent and I went through a number of parenting classes. At one time I was actually teaching parenting classes, holding uh, uh-huh. parenting <laughs> classes for other parents. It was one of my many part-time jobs that I had along, along my fitness career. Um, but a lot of it came from there too. And most books that you read and things like that in terms of just, you know, having something for you and parenting, they always will stress taking care of you. And it's because in order to be good to others, we have to take care of ourselves. So it's important for moms to when you make time to do your hair or your nails or to meet your trainer, smile about it, feel good about it, because what you're doing in turn, is doing all that you need to do to be better to everyone that you love. And I think when you repeat that a few times and you really believe that and understand what that means, you won't feel guilty about making time for you because at the end, you know, it's going to make you better to the people that you love. And I, I truly believe that.
0: Yeah, it's so true. Where can our listeners find you?
1: You can find me at uh, bodybytamika.com if you are interested in workouts. My online program is coming next month. I'm working on all the, the videos and recording and everything right now. So you can check me out on my website. Also on social media, I am on Instagram, Body by Tamika, Facebook, Body by Tamika, and YouTube, Body by Tamika. So Body by Tamika, everything. And there's more to come. So if I can help inspire you and get you started, or you need any help or inspiration, feel free to reach out and follow me.
0: Perfect. And we are pre-recording this. So by the time it's released, most likely uh, your program will be up oh, and
1: ready. Okay, good good, good, good. Perfect. Uh,
0: yes. So uh well, thank you so much for being here and pouring into our guests. And and I just I love all the little nuggets and um I really appreciate uh everything. Yeah,
1: no problem. Thank you for having me and keep doing great things in our world because you know, people need support, people need community, people need support, and all these things are helping someone else. And I think that is the most important thing is help people pay it forward and just keep that cycle going.
0: I totally agree. Absolutely. So we will be back with another episode next week. And until then, keep healing. Thank you for tuning in to Imperfect Momming it's time for us to step up and realize that our power is not in trying to shape our children our power lies in shaping ourselves into the people we want our children to model themselves after don't just do it for your kids do it for yourself when you become a more self-aware compassionate and confident person you and everyone around you benefit for more information about me and my work visit alicialyons.com. that's a-l-y-s-i-a L-Y-O-N-S dot com. See you next time.
1: Views expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the views of the station, its management, or advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio.